Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Happy Friday, everybody. Yes, indeed. We've made it to the end of the week, and I am happy to be right with you on Listen App. Hope you had a chance to listen to today's podcast with memories of Bill Russell with Jerry Reynolds and, of course, reflecting on Vin Scully, his legacy with some stories from Steve Sachs, Mickey Hatcher, and F.P. Santangelo on my podcast today. If not, you got a lot of time. You can check it out on your favorite podcast platform. I did my rant today on what I watched last night with the Raiders and the Chargers. I didn't watch a lot. I watched probably, I don't know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I mean, after all, it is preseason football. It is the first preseason game, which means nobody of value is playing for the most part. There, I mean, there are a couple, uh, but you don't see the quarterbacks and, you know, you don't see the top wide receivers and, and you get it, right? Uh, but I got to tell you, the decals on the back of the helmets drive me freaking crazy. Enough already with the NFL, all right? Enough. It's absurd. It really is. It's just ridiculous. So I did my rant on that. You can check it out, but I just, the NFL is so damn woke. They don't even know what the hell they're doing anymore. You know, now you've got this appeal that's going to be going on as it relates to Deshaun Watson and, you know, what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara. And I mean, you know, it's just unbelievable. And yes, I watch the NFL. Yes, the games to me are fun to watch. Uh, I am a huge, as far as a league and as far as Roger Goodell, I have no respect for Roger Goodell. I, I really don't. I think he is, and I, I understand he makes money for the NFL. I understand that. But in terms of a leader of his sport, and that's how I look at commissioners. Commissioners, to me, are leaders of their sport. I mean, yes, their job is to grow the sport. I get that. And revenue. But their job really is to be a leader of their sport. You know, I don't see that with Rob Manford in Major League Baseball. Uh, I, I quite frankly have not seen that from Adam Silver recently in the NBA. I think he's become a puppet. And Roger Goodell, I mean, what a joke this whole thing is. This, this Deshaun Watson is such a bad look for the NFL. This whole process, it's just an awful look. It really is. It's absolutely terrible for the league. So who the hell knows what's going to – I don't even care anymore about Deshaun Watson. Go away, would you please? You know, I don't care about the Browns. You know, most of my friends do because I went to college in Ohio and they're crazy Browns fans, but I don't care. You know, go away. All right. Go away, Cleveland. Go away. Now, I mean, really, I'm so tired of hearing about, you know, Deshaun Watson in the NFL. I, I really am. Let's play some football. You got college football that's going to get going in a couple of weeks. You've got uh, the pennant races, which will heat up a little bit. So 
you know, we got some things that we can uh, talk about. So, you know, the routine, you hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and I will get you uh, right up on stage. Really have been impressed with the number of downloads for those of you that can't listen live, that uh, listen on my podcast platform, podcast platform, or if you don't like that, dot com, you can find all of my work on my website as well, if you don't like that, dot uh, com. But I really have been uh, grateful for the support and the number of downloads that I have from people uh, that are listening to my daily shows. Really makes me very happy. And um, I'm grateful that you are listening to my shows. You know, we get some really good calls. We have some very good topics. You know, we don't just talk about what's going on on the field, although that is my primary interest. But, you know, we get into other areas uh, that we do talk about. And I want to talk about Brittany Griner for a moment and Paul Whelan and the proposed swap for the Russian prisoner here uh, in the United States. Here, here's what I don't want. Okay. And I really mean this. When, when these individuals do get out of Russia and they will. Okay. And I'm happy that they're going to get out of Russia. Okay. I'm happy. Uh, I don't think an individual who has uh, a few cartridges of hashish oil uh, should be in prison for 10 years. Okay. Now I know I'm an American. I don't understand Russian law, but we all know what's going on. She's a political pawn. All right. We can all acknowledge that, but she still, again, assuming that she was arrested for cause because she really indeed did have illegal narcotics on her by Russian law. Don't make her out to be a hero when she comes home, please. Okay. I, I don't want Brittany Griner uh, to be looked upon as a hero. She's not a hero. Okay. Stop it with this nonsense. Does she deserve to be in a Russian jail? No, no, she doesn't. Does she deserve her sentence? No. Okay. Uh, do I have compassion for her? Yeah, I do. Am I a fan of hers? No, I'm not. Uh, am I a fan for the way she conducted herself with the Phoenix Mercury? No, not really. Although I'd be lying if I said I'm an expert on her. I'm not an expert. Okay. What I am is an American citizen that's entitled to my opinion. And I do not want to hear about Brittany Griner being a hero when she comes home. And again, she'll be coming home. All right. She'll be coming home. I don't think there's any question about that, okay? Uh, she'll be getting out. And you know how it works. I know how it works. Uh, it's all about politics, okay? It's all about politics. And, you know, the Kremlin has already said they're open to talking about a possible swap. And, you know, they're going to make it on their terms and you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and we get that. All right. We get that. But please, please do not make her a hero when she comes home. All right. I, I don't want, she's not a hero. Okay. And again, yes, I do have sympathy for her. Okay. I do have sympathy for her. But let's not get carried away here, okay? Let's just call it the way it is. And when the Kremlin says they're open to talking about a 
possible swap. It's going to happen. Okay. It's going to happen. I would say if I had to guess, okay, I would say it's going to happen before the end of summer. That's what I would guess. All right. Because once they start talking in earnest, then it will happen. But please do not make her out to be a hero. She's not a hero. Okay. She's an individual who allegedly did something very stupid. And I mean allegedly because I don't know what the real truth is. But assuming that she carried illegal narcotics, regardless of the size, across the border into Russia, then I'm sorry, it's on her. And also understand this. Because of her stupidity, and yes, I understand Russia is using her as a political pawn, but because of her stupidity of bringing an illegal narcotic into the country of Russia, a 55-year-old arms trafficker dubbed the merchant of death will be free and will be able to continue his awful ways. Okay, so do not make Brittany Griner out to be a hero when in all likelihood the merchant of death, okay, is going to be on the loose. Okay, an arms trafficker, again, aka merchant of death. So let's keep this in perspective. Yes, I want her out. She's an American. She deserves to be home. She does not deserve to be in jail for 10 years. Okay, I have compassion for her. Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I know a lot about Paul Whelan, but he apparently is going to be coming home too when this deal is solidified, and it will. But let's not make her a hero because she's a very good basketball player and is a big star in women's basketball. I don't care about that. That means nothing to me. Okay. Her value in life, her stature to me is no different than Paul Whelan, who's over there. Okay. And again, Brittany Griner is going to be swapped for an individual that is dubbed the merchant of death. So, enough with this Brittany Griner hero talk. She's not a hero. So, I want to get that out there. And if you disagree with me, I'd love to hear from you. I'd be happy to talk about this subject, but uh, it's just unbelievable to me. All right? It really is. All right. Again, if you want to get in on the program, raise your hand, hit your hand icon, uh, and we will do this. As I said, August first weekend, that means next weekend you have all the teams playing in preseason football, and you just have to pray that your team does not suffer any serious injuries during the preseason. There already have been players that have been lost for the year because of season-ending injuries in practice. Bad look, all right? Really bad. Tim Patrick, the wide receiver of Denver, out for the year, and there have been others as well. It's the last thing you need uh, in the preseason. Kyle Shanahan coming out speaking about how he is very upset about the brawls in practice. He had to halt practice for a second time uh, earlier this week 
and then called for his team to huddle up. And he had some very uh, terse words, okay? But enough with the brawls, okay? He said today, quote, I want everyone challenging each other. I don't care how much crap each other talks. I don't care how close they get to fighting. They can do whatever they want. They get themselves to be as intense as they want and bring the best out of each other, which happens a lot that way. And it's the same on the field. But once you throw a punch, you get ejected or you get a penalty. And we pride ourselves on, I want people to be irritants. I want people to get as close as they can to all that stuff. I want people to get right on the line where they're about to black out, but you can't black out on the football field or you cost your team. Amen. Absolutely correct. All right. 100% correct. Can't have it. You know, how many times do you watch an NFL game and you see a player do something stupid that cost his team 15 yards, that cost his team, you know, points, field position, games? Can't do it. Can't do it. You cannot do that. All right. So good for Kyle Shanahan. Because you can't have that. You cannot have that. Interesting that Matthew Stafford of the Rams is dealing with an elbow issue. And I, this is something that he's dealt with uh, in the past. But, you know, I'd be a little concerned that here it is in August, okay? You know, after really not throwing all off season, And, you know, we're talking about a quarterback that has an elbow issue, all right? Matter of fact, uh, Sean McVay called it abnormal, all right? It's abnormal for a quarterback, the pain that he was talking about. So I would be a little concerned if I'm the Rams with Stafford's uh, elbow, all right? McVay said, you want to try to have him operate in as little pain as possible. I think any time that you've played as long and are as tough as he is, I don't know if you've ever truly been pain-free, but the goal would be for September 8th and really looking towards 17 games and hopefully some games after that if we earn the opportunity. Said so that kind of the perspective and the big picture approach that we want to be able to take. I don't know that I would feel as comfortable taking that approach if it wasn't for the experience that he's accumulated and knowing how intentional he is about staying up to speed with his mental and his physical work that he can do in the absence of some of the stuff in the team meetings, all right? Said he did look really good on practice yesterday. But again, I'd be a little concerned when we talk about, you know, pain in your throwing elbow. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls. We get started with Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Jeff, what's up? Hello, Jeff. I had you, Jeff. I'm here. There you go. Uh, All right, well, go ahead. I missed you yesterday. We broke down up there in the hills, going up to our, I lost the transmission line on my my truck and was on the side of the road at 100 degree heat for an hour to the tow truck showed up. Well, I'm sorry I, to hear that. I wanted to see how much homework that Ryan did, and I tried to listen to the show today, and I got halfway through it, and I had an important phone call. I heard him call in, but he couldn't talk to you. And he called in. A, he he called in at the end of the show or towards the end, and I gave him a uh, uh, an A plus for his homework. An A well, plus. I went on your website. I'm going to listen. I have it paused. I'll okay, good. Because uh, 
Yeah. A plus. If he wants to get in the field, he better get on the stick. And golly gee, I'm going to ask him if he knows who Howard Cosell was. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. You know who else I was looking up? You know, oh. you brought back some memories of like Mel Allen and some of those shows we used to yep. watch. How about George Michael? I'm yeah, sending- well, yeah, the sports machine on uh, the NBC station in Washington was uh, phenomenal. Uh, George Michael was an institution. And it went through 2007. When did it start? Like 1980 to 2007, I believe. He had a long, he had a long run. It was one of the best sports shows on television. Right until cable, you know, cable. You see it 24/7 now. But yep. that was that was, you know, you had to watch at the end of the week. Was George Michael, and you know, I, I don't. We're gonna have to ask Ryan if you heard of him either. <laughs> I heard that George Michael was a really, really, really hard guy to work for. I heard he was really uh, a tough guy to work for, but it, uh, his show was top shelf. That show was a uh, must see, you know, even this, like he was a big rodeo guy and who the hell would watch rodeo, but his stories on the rodeo and things. I mean, that was just like, it was like must see TV, you know? Right. Right. I'm, just, I'm telling you. So what do you think now that the NFL is, uh, kind of you know they're going for more on Watson does that mean that he can play during the preseason even play why they're even if it goes if they go into not even coming up with a judge before the season starts well he could have played he could he could be playing in the preseason regardless uh I personally would find it highly unlikely that he would be on the field in the first week of the season right well this Camara thing is just that's pathetic. It's a joke that's it's a joke that's, it is know. pathetic. I mean, here's the deal. If there was not video evidence, I would change my mind on that. I would say, okay, let's wait for, you know, the right. facts to come out. But when you have video evidence, when you have, all right, you have video evidence from the security cameras at the right. hotel and right. the police have that and they've seen it. And, oh yeah, by the way, Kamara has also admitted to striking right. the victim. Then right. I'm sorry. You know, you're guilty. He's guilty. And so are his right. friends. They're guilty. They beat the crap out of a guy. And it's on video. It's on video. There's no disputing it. That's strike one, strike two, strike three, you're out. That's what it yep. should be. Yep. I mean, God, that makes sense. And did you talk about uh, Brittany Griner getting nine years yesterday? And the sentencing for the... Yep. For, in Russia. You talked about that yesterday? Yep. And I talked about it today. Oh, you did? I, I, I missed it. I'm sorry. Keep here's on. my point. Here, here's my point. And I said this today. I do not feel she deserves what she received from the Russian court. Okay? Right. I have compassion. I have compassion for her. She is an American citizen, and she's being right. used as a political pawn. I do have compassion for her. However, right. and I believe she'll be coming home soon. This is what I just said to start my show. Okay. Please do not make her out to be a hero when she comes home. Oh. She's not a hero. No, but I'm just saying, she's not a hero. She allegedly no. broke the law. She did something stupid. No, do I do not feel that she should be in a Russian jail for that. But again, I don't make the laws in Russia. We all know she's being used as a political pawn, but she right. is going to be coming home. And you and I both know they're going to try to make her out to be a hero. She is oh, yeah. not a hero. Yeah, they'll probably invite her to the White House and have a yep, big ceremony about it. It's a joke. Yeah. yeah, just like when Obama, when that kid that uh, did he, they gave, they had him. To, he, the guy that would desert it, and uh, then he came back, and then 
Obama brought him, they got him out and he brought him yep. to the White House. Say, so, I can see the same scenario as that. Yeah, they're going to bring her to the White House. And again, remember that in all likelihood, she and Paul Whelan are going to be swapped for an individual that is goes by AKA the merchant of death. So her, her foolish decision to bring an illegal narcotic into Russia now right. in all likelihood means that somebody who is called the merchant of death, okay, a notorious arms dealer is going to be back on the loose to once again, uh, put harm on people. So keep that in mind as well. Brittany Griner is not a hero. And I, again, I think she no. should be home. I think it's appropriate that she comes home. I think it's yeah. wrong that she's been in prison. But do not make her out to be a hero. She's not a hero. This is the same person that would not come out for the national anthem, that was talking yeah. about the United States being oppressed. I want to hear what she has to say about the United States when she puts her when she puts her foot on soil the first day she's back. I want to hear what she thinks about the United she States better, then. She better, she better kiss the bricks. Better kiss the yeah. ground when she lands. She better. She better. Yeah. Okay, Grant. Uh, uh, like I said, now I got to get my truck fixed, and we're getting our dog rescue. That's why we're moving for our dog right. rescue, and we'll, I'll keep in touch with you. Thank you, buddy. Good luck with Bye. all of that. Thank you. Take care. All right. Uh, again, and I don't have any ill will against Brittany Griner. I don't know her. I've never talked to her. Uh, I don't watch the Phoenix Mercury play, so you know I'm not going to sit here and sound like I'm an expert. All I'm saying is do not make her out to be a hero when she comes home. I'm glad that she'll be coming home because I believe she will. But she's not a hero, all right? She's not a hero. Let's let's knock it off with that stuff, okay? Let's knock it off. All right, let's move along. Let's get to some more calls right here on Listen App with Al. Good afternoon, Al. The guy's name is Victor Bout, the merchant yep. of death. Yep, yep. And you know what? The, the Post, New York Post posted an article about three days ago, and uh, and saying this is a huge mistake. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, the, the Post came up with a, with a, I mean, you got to read this article. I'm looking at it right I now. It. I read and it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, no, no. I'm, a I'm lot a of people feel like you, know you what, do. Man? I, I'm sorry. And you know what? I, well, if you want me to confess, yeah, I've, I voted for Mr. Biden. I voted for President Obama. I'm, I'm registered nonpartisan. I'm a veteran. I don't. I just vote for who I think is the best person. I, the, Obama was the first Democrat I ever voted for in my whole life for president. But well, good no. for you for voting who you think's the best, regardless of political party. I think that's great, and I commend you for that. Because guess what? That's how I vote. I don't give a damn whether you're a Democrat or Republican. I care whether I think you're the best individual to lead our country. So I'm I'm with you on that. But go ahead, Al. You with me, buddy? All right, Al, I'm going to put you back in the audience and then let's do it all over again because I really want to hear what you have to say. All right. I really want to hear what you have to say. And I'm, I, I mean that, you know, I, I, I've always taken that approach, always taken that approach with, you know, Democrat, Republican. Do I think you're the best individual to lead the country? All right, Al, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me, Grant? Yep. Go ahead. Finish your. I'm talk. sorry that about that. One. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I'm going Richard on you this afternoon. I'm 100% against this. I'm sorry. I'm. You know, I, no. I, there's no deal. You know, it's just uh, 
ridiculous. I mean, this, you're, put, you're putting thousands of innocent people's lives at risk with putting this, this, this guy's dangerous, man. This guy, this oh, yeah. guy was supplying weapons. He, 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 he supported the Taliban. He was arming them. He was arming them to the teeth, man. He was he was supplying weapons in Africa to Somalia and Congo. That that and of course, you know, innocent people were dying. So I I, I completely disagree with this. It's a it's a bad bad move. I'm sorry, Brittany. You made your bed. You got you've already said this. You got to know the rules. You got to know the game where you're playing the game. And she, you know she she made a mistake. It's ridiculously over over. You already advocated everything. I can't put it any better than what you've said. So I'll just say this is a huge mistake. And for the most part, that's all I want to say. Now, and I really want to quickly say I listened to the podcast. You know, on, on uh, Vince Scully and uh, and Russell, I was, it was a great great show. I Thank loved you. hearing uh, uh, Jerry's memories. I, I was a little bit, you, you kind of surprised me when you asked him, you know, because, you know, Russ, man, yes, and you think Russ was just taking a job, you know, for the money, and Jerry, you know, was pretty pragmatic in his response, like Jerry will be, well, hey, you know, the Kings were throwing them, offering all this money, you know, so, you know, why not, but as you've pointed out, God bless him, I mean, he was a hell of a basketball player, but that sure didn't transfer to the to the to the sideline you know not here it did it not here in boston it did but not here uh my own recollection and again i was the announcer for the kings back then and i spent a lot of time around bill russell is uh i thought he kind of was going through the motions when he was coaching sacramento but that's my opinion and that's why i asked jerry you know and he wasn't here very long he'd signed a long-term deal and was gone after one year because it was just not going to work out you think it's because player something? I know he won a couple when he was a player coach with those great Celtics teams, those those dynasties in the, that dynasty in the '60s. But you think it's just a matter of like Magic struggled on, on a on, you know in the, in a concept. Larry Bird, I believe, I got to go back and look at it. Play had a pretty good uh, you know coaching record, but a lot of guys, I think, maybe they're just your elite on the on, on your in your field, but. It's just, uh, I think it's because you tr- it just doesn't transition to the coaching yeah. because maybe you're expecting these guys to be like Larry Bird being, you, you can't, you know, it's a different, it's a different era. I mean, a lot of guys, it just doesn't translate to, to the sideline. What's your thought on that? I totally agree with that. I totally agree. I mean, Magic yeah. Johnson, there are many others you can point yeah. to. It. So I, th- I think there's a lot of truth to that. Some guys do well. You know, some guys make it, and I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason to it. I just think you got some guys got a and massive talent as a player <laughs> going into the, even a front office or general manager. You know, this doesn't yeah. always uh, translate. And then I loved, um, <clears throat> so I loved the uh, Jerry's. Of course, he's wonderful. He does his his memories. He just makes you laugh. And the Bill Russell laugh. You know, Willie Mays, who was my hero as a young kid. I've read a number of books of him, and he had the same kind of laugh. He just all of a sudden, just, his team would be giving him the silent treatment. He'd just start busting up this really loud. So I just had to laugh at that when you are uh, when you were with that comment. And Steve Sachs, man, he was a great player, boy. But, boy, yes, as a Giants fan, he, he, I couldn't stand the guy as a Giants fan. i, I got to be honest with you. I, I hated the Dodgers, everything about him. That being a Giants and an A's fan and listening to the iconic call of uh, 
Vince Scully. Now you, you played it on the podcast and he's doing the TV. And then even Steve Sachs was mentioning, like you've said this all the time, let the, if you're on TV, you don't need to, don't over talk it, you know, don't over, just let the moment, the great ones let the moment speak for itself. So yep. that's what he did. He says, it's a high drive and it's out of here. And then for like about the next 20 seconds, it's just the crowd just yep. going crazy because he's doing TV. Yeah, it was actually for more than a minute, but uh, it's good yeah. stuff, Al. I, I hope you have a great weekend and I always enjoy hearing from you. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. Take care, man. All right, you too. Be well. Hey, folks, I want to talk to you about Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. i got to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Z-Biotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Z-Biotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. And again, I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then I was at a birthday party. Uh, my buddy and his wife had rented out a restaurant, and I had a couple of drinks, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot tonight. And you know what, folks? Believe me, it is the real deal. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, reunions. Hey, there's so much going on, right? Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now. Go to zbiotics.com slash grant to get 15% off your first order when you use grant at checkout. Zbiotics is back with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, go to zbiotics.com slash grant. Use the code grant at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's move to uh, some other phone calls, and we go from Al to Ryan. Ryan, uh, are you impressed that I gave you an A-plus for your homework? I didn't tell you that yesterday, but I gave you an A-plus. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. First A-plus yeah. in my life. Got a couple I'm A's an e on an A-plus. I'm, I'm a very easy teacher. Uh, if you're a student, you want me as a teacher. Uh, you need to be a little bit harder on me then. <laughs> well, you know, there's many, many more months to come, so don't get too excited, all right? <laughs> hey, I, I got to say something real quick to Jeff. Um, let me know, after all, is football a game or a religion? Talking about Howard Cosell. Come on, get out of here, man. And George Marshall? <laughs> are, are we George, being serious? Do you know how many George, times? George, George Michael. Michael, excuse me. George Michael, do you know how many times I got the attitude adjuster that was hanging on the wall? for staying up too late in my room with a TV to watch the sports machine. Like it was insane. And that was a great production grant. I mean, it great was kinda, production. 
the first of its kind. And yes, you know, it, was. it just gave yeah, it gave you all of the sports content, um, good takes. Really used to love that, and I would get in trouble as a kid uh, staying up too late for that. Uh, but hey, Brittany Griner, let's talk about this. You said she does not belong in jail. Before you said that if you brought an illegal substance over the border and you didn't know the rules, she belonged in jail. Well, so well, well. what I meant was where, she where's did not, the, middle ground? Well, the middle ground is I don't believe that the sentence of 10 years is fair for what she was arrested for. Do I believe that? Am I OK with her being incarcerated? Yes, I am. Am I OK with her being in a Russian jail? Yes, I am. But even though I'm an American and don't understand Russian law, I believe that the penalty of 10 years in prison for what she allegedly was carrying in her luggage is way out of proportion. I don't think that that should cost somebody 10 years of their life. I'm okay for her to spend some period of time in jail, but 10 years, come on, that's ridiculous. No, it it is ridiculous, but she did make the mistake and you're completely right about that. So we're talking about her coming back home as a hero. What would you define as a hero? Somebody that is put on a big stage, somebody that makes a lot of hoopla over celebrations, fanfare, uh, somebody that is looked upon and being idolized, uh, being honored at the White House. Uh, having a parade for her in downtown Phoenix. Uh, you know, these are some of the examples. She's not a hero, okay? I don't want to see her at the White House uh, with uh, Joe Biden for a political stunt. I don't want that, okay? She's not a hero, all right? What she did, again, allegedly, because I don't know if Russia's making this up, although I don't believe they are, um, what she did was stupid, okay? Plain and simple, trying to bring an illegal substance into a foreign country is just a really bad decision. Okay. Could it be an honest mistake? Yeah, it could. Again, do I feel she should be incarcerated for a decade? No, I don't. But why would she come back and be heralded as a hero? She's not a hero, but yet I'm telling you right now, the Phoenix Mercury and the WNBA and the NBA, they'll try to make her out to be some hero. Okay. Nobody will say a damn word about Paul Whelan, who's also an American citizen. Okay. But because no one knows who he is because he's not an athlete, because he's not on, you know, a, a high profile name. You know, people won't even know he also will be coming home to America. Just everything. It's just so backwards. It's just a backwards way of thinking, in my opinion, in this country. All lives matter. And Brittany Griner's life is not any more important than Paul Whelan or vice versa. And if they both come home and they're being swapped for this individual, OK, uh, I mean, horrible, absolutely horrible. Yeah, it, 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 it's a really, really tough subject to breach because, like you said, Paul Whelan, he's been locked up for a minute. And, you know, if he was a WNBA or an NBA superstar, would they give that same treatment? You know, and he's just a regular everyday Joe. So right. I, I, I don't agree with the fact that they're looking to, you know, release somebody that um, is dangerous to the world. Especially that part of the world, because well, this guy's dangerous. This guy's dangerous, and that's not even an opinion. It's been proven that yeah. he's a very dangerous, dangerous uh, individual. Okay, you you don't you don't get the nickname or the AKA Merchant of Death, you know, for 
being a choir boy, okay? Let's just call it the way it is. Yeah, that would be a little bit weird if you were the merchant of death and a choir boy. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, hey, preseason football. Let, let's kind of wind down and take it down a level so it's not so serious. I, I disagree with you. I mean, sure, you're not seeing the big stars in preseason football. I was surprised that Josh G- or Jacobs got 11 carries last night. I was too. Very surprised. Considering he's going to be the starting running back and he's not that big of a guy. But I think it's really fun to watch preseason football hmm. because you Good see all you. these guys that are <laughs> – no, good for Grant, you. I'm, I, yeah, your idea of fun and my idea of fun are two different things. If you, and by the way, I announced preseason football for five years, so I have also a different perspective. But anyway, go ahead. No, I, I, I fair enough. But what I was going to say is, like, it's fun to see these guys that probably will never put on a jersey or an NFL jersey again, unless it's a practice squad jersey, and they're fighting it out to follow their dreams. I mean, there is actually some decent football in the preseason. Do you watch the USFL? I do not. Well, every single player that plays in the USFL would just fit your definition of what you said about the NFL players that played last night. But you don't watch that. And every single player on the USFL is doing everything in their power to move up one rung on the ladder to be on an NFL roster. But you don't watch that. Well, but to be fair, those guys aren't on preseason rosters for the NFL. So that's the whole point. I mean, it takes many of them have many of them have been on uh, preseason rosters in the NFL in the past. If you would look at their names, almost all of them have been in NFL training camps and have been cut. But go ahead. No, I was going to say, look at somebody like Danny Amendola, right? Unsigned free agent. And look at the career he had. Certainly he was injury prone and that affected it. But and that's a decent example because we got to see that through hard knocks. But sure, um, you know, I I enjoy it. I, I don't know what everybody has against it. I think it's great if you enjoy it. I mean, it's on for your entertainment. I think it's as boring as anything I could pers- uh, possibly watch. Uh, you know, I'm with you on undrafted free agents as a New York Giants fan. Victor Cruz ended up being a perennial pro bowler and was a great wide receiver for the Giants. And again, he was undrafted. So, you know, there are, uh, you know, really good stories, uh, just like there are undrafted NBA players that turn out to have really good careers. I I don't I don't disagree with that. I just find preseason football to be as boring as can be. The only game that I will watch for a half is the third preseason game when the starters play quite a bit. But again, not quarterbacks. Look at how many quarterbacks in the National Football League will not even take a snap in the preseason this year. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think the most important reps for those guys are in training camp. Uh, they have the, you know, inner team practices where other guys come in before other teams come in before the preseason game. I think that's more important because it's a controlled environment. Certainly injuries could happen anytime. But that is more controlled than actually going out into a preseason game. I'll play devil's advocate with you. I'll go back one year. Aaron Rodgers didn't take a snap in the preseason last year. He opened up the season, okay, in uh, Florida against the Saints and had one of the worst games that that we could ever remember. He was absolutely horrible. He was awful. 
And then after that, he was Aaron Rodgers. I personally feel that no matter who you are, I think you need some reps in game action. That's my opinion. If I were a coach of an NFL team, I don't care what your name is, you would have to play at least a few series, at least a few series in a preseason game before week one of the NFL. That's me. Now, I'm not a coach. I'm just a broadcaster. But I, I've always never quite understood that. I've never understood that. I think practice is one thing, and game conditions and game reps are completely different. So, but Grant, when you get to that point in your career, if you're Aaron Rodgers, it, it, think about it. He's had enough reps. The most important reps to me are those that are in practice. If he's a year one, year two quarterback, sure, absolutely. But what's a preseason rep in a preseason game going to do more for Aaron Rodgers rather than doing that in practice with the red jersey on or whatever it is. So there you go. Protected. You just hit the you just hit it right on the head with a red jersey on. So he goes through practice. He knows nobody can touch him. It's a whole different environment as compared to a regular preseason game. I just think it's different. I just think it's different. Uh, listen, the Green Bay Packers were the number one seed in the NFC last year. So it's not like it cost them anything, although they did lose that first game and Aaron Rodgers was horrible. Uh, and we know what happened in the playoffs. I mean, he was awful. But, um, you know, again, you, it's if you want to watch the preseason, go ahead. I think it's great that you want to watch the preseason. I just find the preseason, and I've been watching preseason football for decades. I, I can't think of too many things in sport that are more boring than preseason football. I, I just despise it. I can't watch it. I'll try to watch a couple of series, and then I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. I think it's awful. I can't get enough of it, so you and I are not going to see eye to eye on that. But uh, you bet on? Do you, do you gamble at all? Do you bet on it at all? Does no, that, uh, absolutely. You, okay, no, I don't either. So not. you know, maybe I should put a couple bucks down on it, and therefore I would want to watch it. <laughs> so let me ask you last question. Uh, it's going to yeah. be a double question. Who do you think the best undrafted free agent ever in the NFL in the NBA was? I would have to spend a little bit of time and research and off the top of my head. I don't think I could answer that question. I really don't. I, I know that there have been some incredible undrafted free agents uh, in both sports. So I'd have to give that a little bit of time uh, off the top of my head. I really don't know. Do you have a list? I do not. But now you have homework. And I'm oh my a God. Bit more of a difficult grader than you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So so how many how many how many do you want? OK, one, how many, one from each sport, one from each sport. OK. All right. I'll, I'll look that up for you. OK. All right. Um, perfect. It might be difficult to just come up with one because there have been a lot, but I'll I'll work on that. OK. OK. You know what? You know what? Let's do this. You come up with three from each sport and I'll come up okay. with three from each sport as well. And we'll compare. You know what the good news is? What's I have all week. I have all weekend to do this because my next show is not until Monday. <laughs> Let's do it. Enjoy. All right. Have a good weekend. See you. All right. Bye, bud. All right. If you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon uh, and we will do it. Thank God for the Internet. Right. Thank goodness for the Internet. I will come up with a list. I will come up with a list. There's a there's many of them. All right. Gotta be. There, there's there's many undrafted free agents that have had incredible careers. And that are in the Hall of Fame, by the way. You know? Um, 
I have one of the three that I actually saw and announced one of his games before he was in the NFL. So I'm going to put him as one of my three because I think he would be a slam dunk. But I I think I'm going to be able to come up with three. I think I'm going to be able to do this. I wish he had said five because five would be a lot easier. Three is going to be challenging, all right? Uh, three is going to be very challenging because they're – but one I already have, all right? And I think – I bet you he's on Ryan's list too, all right? I bet you he's on Ryan's list too. NBA, uh, again, I think mm, – there. It might be difficult coming up with three, two, but I think I think I can find those. All right, I think I can find it. Uh, it's interesting. You know, those make great stories. Great stories. Great stories when you see an undrafted free agent and end up being big time. All right, and go and have a Hall of Fame career. That that. That's always fun, all right? Always fun. All right, hey, um, I hope that everyone out there has a fabulous weekend, and I'm gonna get ready for my homework. Well, I haven't done homework in a long time. I didn't even do homework when I was in college, I don't think, now that I think about it. I'm trying to think, eh, a little bit. I was at that beautiful Bowling Green Library. Do you know that I always thought in college, I don't know what it was like when you went to college, but, the problem with the library where I went to college is it was like a social scene, you know? It was like a social scene. All right, let's get to some more phone calls. I'll take some more phone calls. We got people that want to talk, and I'm happy to take your phone calls on this Friday. Uh, and if we can get from start to finish with this phone call, it will be a miracle of all male girls. Hopefully, we can start the conversation with Rich down in San Diego. But Rich, I can't. There you go. How are you, Rich? Oh, you know, Rich, how are you? I'm good, man. Uh, this is it's it's now it's called Slam Diego. There you go, buddy. That's okay, right, Slam, Slam Diego. Yes, you're right, Slam Diego. Yeah, Brandon Jury, man, his first time, first pitch at bat, man. Grand pretty Slam. amazing. How, pretty, how do you like pretty that? amazing. Pretty yeah, amazing. This, this place is going crazy. But uh, I wanted to let you know I'm going to St. Andrews next week, and I'm going to hit you up from there and see if we get a better connection. <laughs> I'm really happy for you. Have you ever been there before? Oh, it is spectacular. You are going to love it. It's one of the neatest towns I've ever been in anywhere on the globe. It's one of my favorite places on earth. You are absolutely going to love it. Are you playing or are you just going to St. Andrews? Uh, well, I'm not sure yet. We're, well, we're on a, we're on a tour with Gateway Travel and uh, okay. we're, yeah, so we're, we're doing that and uh, we're going to go to the Fringe Festival in Scotland and then Good we're going to you. Ireland. Yeah. You know yeah, what? So we're doing I can't Scotland. wait to hear. I can't wait to hear what you think of St. Andrews. And when you get there and you walk by the 18th green and the first tee and you look at the North Sea and you can walk down the golf course and you'll be able to walk to the bridge and take pictures. I mean, it's spectacular. It's unbelievable. Okay, buddy. Oh, we almost made it to the end, Rich, but we didn't. But I hope you have a great call. And I guarantee you, Rich, when you do call me from St. Andrews, we'll have a better connection. I'm almost positive.
positive about that. Have a great trip, Rich. All right, let's get to John. Hello, John. How are you? Grant, I'm doing good, man. Happy Friday. Yes, sir. Happy Friday to you too, buddy. Man, happy getting through this week, man. Happy getting through this week. Um, man, you and Ryan, with the homework off, this is going to be fun as hell. Now, I don't have to do it, but, you know, obviously everybody listening probably got a couple names in their head already. I do. But, yep. you know, you guys make it, you guys make that fun, man. That's super cool, you guys, to do that. And uh, Ryan, just off the top of his head, coming up with crap like that, it's, uh, it's fun. Yeah. Amen. It is fun. I enjoy doing it a lot. So uh, we'll yeah. have fun. And, with hey, I, was glad to, I was glad to see he came on and he had some other homework done and he knew a little bit about some more broadcasters, although he did get uh, a name wrong. <laughs> so. That yeah, happens, he knew. I who, yeah, I'm, I, I, I've done yeah. that in the past. He, he knew who George Michael was. I he have to watch to. him all the time. I have so to. I, hey, the other I, day, I didn't I say? I got you the other day, didn't I say? Freaking, uh, my boy Roger Straubach was in the Air Force, and I knew he was in the Navy since I was a little kid. So it happens to the greatest of us. Yeah, but Grant, exactly I'm gonna right. be fishing this weekend. I'm gonna be fishing this weekend. You guys do the homework, and I'll just think <laughs> about it, and you guys look it up. <laughs> <laughs> have a great have a time, weekend, buddy. buddy. All right, I hope All right, you're biting out there. Appreciate it. Good stuff right there. All right, so with that said, I'll tell you what. I'll get you to the weekend. I'll get my weekend started because I got homework to do. So I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Stay safe, have fun, and I'll talk to you Monday right here on Listen App. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.